One time for the city. My city. Bitch, I'm from the land till I die. Till I die. On the east side till I die. Till I die. Bubba now bone thugs till I die. Till I die. In the hood, I'm good till I die. CLE till I die. All right, welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash podcast. I'm your host, Uppy. Uh, with me again is Ryan. Ryan, how are you? Happy New Year. It's been a while. How have you been? Yeah. Hey, man. It's playoff day. Woo! It is a playoff day. <laughs> it's so amazing. Um, we last got on here 15 days ago, um, the yeah. day after the Browns beat the Jets and clinched the playoffs. And it t- I- I'm just wondering, how has the last 15 days treated you? Um, You know, it. Okay, so this last week has been long, mm-hmm. very, very long. Um, last weekend was just a beautiful thing. I didn't even have to watch the game. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm chill. I'm going to watch the other games and see who's getting in. Right. Um, but, like, I feel good, man. I feel good. Mm-hmm. I it's It's been a long week. I've been ready to go. I've been drinking out of my Browns mug right. every day. <laughs> just like, let's get coffee and just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm drinking an orange Red Bull today because nice. you know orange Browns. You got I I didn't yeah I mean I'm a monster guy so I know there's an orange monster maybe if we win today I will switch it up and just buy orange monsters for next week and just power through Fair. for the greater good. Um, my so because 15 16 this is day 16 since a meaningful game. Um, the first 10 days I spent fretting over who we're going to play. Because it was, especially once that first Sunday passed and like Baltimore destroyed Miami, we knew that we were the five seed and it's going to be the AFC South. So then I just started obsessing over which one of those three teams we're going to get, who would I prefer to play, who would I rather not see. Um, and then the last, this whole week, and I think it's consistent with what you said and what I've seen on Brown's Twitter. Um, I refuse to say Browns X. I don't think anyone calls it X, right? No, um, no. A lot of us just, it's been a long week, like you said. Like, now I'm just, I, I've just been going through the motions a million times of how do I truly think this game's going to go? What what am I positive about? What am I a little worried about? And we'll get into that in our preview because, I mean, as we sit here and do this, we're three hours from kickoff. So yeah. it's going to be the... <laughs> I'm glad you're here to help me fill one of those three hours because it's going to get worse and worse and worse <laughs> the closer it gets for sure. Um, so we don't want to definitely drag this out, but we want to get our feelings out. So leading up to this, because you said you were pretty chill the first week. I'm jealous of you that you had a pretty chill first week. Um, yeah. I still did watch the browns Bengals game in the hopes that our backups could do, beat, but, you know, beat them, but it didn't happen that way, which was fine. Like, no worries there. Right. Yeah. But obviously I was watching that Jags, uh, the Jags-Titans game. I had my eye on that one. Um, who would you have perf- – because we knew we were going to get the AFC South yeah. division champion. Um who would you I, have preferred? I thought, I, yeah, I thought we would have had the best shot against the Jags or the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Titans with CJ Stroud were the last team I wanted, but but after that last game, like our offense shredded their defense. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my Amari Cooper defense had hasn't changed. what two hundred fifty-five yeah. yards, two sixty-five or two sixty-eight, two sixty-five, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, come on. So I, I'm looking for him to have another big game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Titan or the Texans give up a lot of yards to tight ends, so Njoku could have a big game. Um, their offense worries me a little bit. Uh, Denzel Ward's going to have to really clamp down on Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. And can I, I say a hot? Gonna, can I say a hot take on that? Hot takeaway. I, I actually almost because Nico Collins is a little bit bigger of a receiver. Yeah. I actually kind of wish that we're throwing MJ Emerson Jr. on him. Maybe they will. I don't know. Because Emerson Jr. is a, he's a baller straight up, and he's a yeah. bigger dude. Um, you know, let let Denzel trail Robert Woods or something. You know, someone who's mm-hmm. a bit shorter and shiftier. But I actually kind of wish Emerson Jr. would cover Nico Collins just because he has the yeah. he's he's got the bigger size. But well, maybe they will. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what at game time, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I. I don't know. I it, am I a little nervous. Yeah, of course. It's do I think? Football. Do I think we should win this game? Like a hundred percent? Absolutely. And, and for the listeners, um, uh, for those of us who are joining us uh, on the airways for this, I will say that the most positive thing I think I've ever heard Ryan say about a Browns game is we should win. Um, I, I, yeah. heard, I heard you, you. You texted it to me right before the Bears game. Also for the listeners. You and I have not discussed any football all week. The only things that we've shared right. information on was when can we get together and do this. So yeah. our takes are new to each other as we go through this today. Um, I agree that I agree on the Jacksonville. I, I just assumed for the longest time that we would get them, and then they would be our ideal matchup because they're even worse at home than they are on the road. And it'd be I just can't play. believe how they fell apart at the end of the season. Right, they crumbled. <laughs> I think they shouldn't have stopped at just firing the whole defensive side of the coaching staff. It, it, they probably should have cleaned house. But um, initially, I was like you. I was more worried about facing C.J. Stroud in Houston. But the more I thought about this week, and this is where all the many, many, many laps around the kitchen island I paced this week, I actually feel like, objectively looking at it in hindsight, I feel like probably Indianapolis was worse for us. Just because they faced our first string defense when early in the season when it was more f- fresh and healthy, and they put up 38 points on us. True. Um, True. But in the moment, I'm like, Colts? But I have a buddy who's a Colts fan. I could have invited him over, and we could have like watched together. And um, But I was initially really worried about Houston. But you, I think you kind of led me down some of the past on some of the things that made me – when I started looking at this objectively, I was like, well – C.J. Stroud didn't play last time. But how many points did their offense score on our first-team defense last time? And the answer is zero. Mm. So, and like you pointed out, fairly enough, we shredded their defense. Our defense didn't get better. I, I, I hear Will Anderson Jr. is playing today, but from what I've seen, he's working on a high ankle sprain. So he'll be out there, but not as effective. He's not healthy, Will Anderson Jr. He's right. a body on the field. Um, which is great because <laughs> our tackle situation will forever worry me because, because <laughs> you know, we're on our fourth and fifth like tackles this year. Um, I know. But so I, I did think about this. Like, you know, we shredded them. If we had had a kicker, that you could make an argument that we should have scored 41 points last time against them. Right. Had we had a kicker. Um, I'm worried that we don't have a kicker today. That's another worry that I have. If this makes you feel better, uh, Riley Patterson, I saw the stats, is actually perfect in his career kicking indoors. Uh, okay. On extra points and field goals. Um, it would worry me if, say, we're 
playing outdoors next week mm. <laughs> in the weather, and we're going with him and Hopkins. I would be worried moving on, but for today, I'm okay with that. But okay. so you put my mind at ease on that. Good for now. For <laughs> yeah. now. For now. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if you ever watched it, but it's the show that Mrs. Uppy actually really enjoyed is like when I worked swing shift, I'd come home and we like watch TV like in the bedroom, like before bed. There's a show that came on on ESPN. It, it aired during the day, but they like reshow it like around 11:30 p.m. or something. And it was uh, Numbers Never Lie mm-hmm. with Jamel Hill and, um, gosh, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but it's someone who has regularly done like all those afternoon sports shows on ESPN. Um, it was great because they always just dug into the numbers on everything, yeah. and it was great. Um, so so then I look at it, I was like, well, we could score 41. Are we going to probably score 41 today? No, but I still think that we can score a lot. So then how much difference above zero does C.J. Stroud make? And I, I've been thinking about all week is, like, they could score four touchdowns. But like, giving him the biggest benefit of the doubt, uh, you know, this guy uh, struggles mightily against man coverage. It's something we are really good at. Um, yeah, yeah. But even if they get, I mean, I, I think that they have to score 30 to beat us, um, or 28 to 30 points to beat us. And I don't see, honestly, anyone outside of the Ravens being able to do that <laughs> against the Browns defense. So I, I feel at ease. I'm right there with you with your biggest vote of confidence that you can give is we should win. We should. But we can say this because we we're know. Browns. But we Bra- know what. Browns can Browns at any time. Yeah, Browns can Browns at any time. Like, we can beat ourselves, and we're not unaware of that fact. No, man. I I grew up a Browns fan. I I watched – I was a child, but I I remember watching the Broncos do things to us that they shouldn't have done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think definitely – because I don't have the years. I know a lot of this occurred, and I I can't say – I mean, I did grow up a Browns fan, like – but I probably, if I'm being as truthful as I can, given the fact that I'm in my 40s now, probably sometime around first grade-ish, maybe is about the time I committed to a football team because um, uh, one of the first friends I ever had in my life, uh, his name was Todd, um, spent a lot of time at his house, and he was into sports. Um, and he was a Browns fan, so... Since I spent most of my time with him, and he was actually open about, like, apparently nowadays my my dad's a Steelers fan, but he wasn't watching sports when I was a kid. And I asked him, I was right. like, well, why do you, like, as soon as you retired, he bought the MLB.TV package so he can watch all the Pirates games, and, like, but he's more of a baseball guy. Um, but I asked him, I was like, why didn't you watch sports? Like, why wasn't it on? Like, we could have had a better bond if you were putting sports on the TV at home. He's like, no, I was too yeah. worried about paying the bills. And like, well, I guess that makes sense. You worried by focusing on work, and I worried by drinking alcohol. So, <laughs> and watching sports, um, <laughs> I worried by spending money. Um, you know, it could have been built a really good bond if you and your dad were drinking together when you were a child. Right, right. <laughs> I have a fun story I might tell at some point about uh, our, our friend John's dad. In my first Pirates game. Um, that's another discussion for another day. So, but you are actually, uh, unlike me, you are actually a Buckeyes fan, though. Um, the oh, one yeah. thing I feel like I've gathered this week is the people who seem to be most worried against playing C.J. Stroud are Buckeye fans. We watched him a lot. We know what he can do. Mm-hmm. We know what he's capable of. 
He is accurate. He is athletic. Mm -hmm. He's a very good quarterback. And, uh, yeah. Like, after watching him for a few years at Ohio State, it's like, I know what the dude's capable of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, this is probably the best defense he's ever had to go up against. Right. Uh, So... It's really, it's up to the defense. If they can lock it down, you know, not give up the big plays and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. like they're capable of doing, then there's not much to worry about with CJ. Right. Yep. But, you know, if they let him, if they give him all the time in the world to throw the ball and they're not covering Nico Collins, we're in trouble. Yeah. I, I mean, it was especially an early season issue or even as late as the Steelers game our second Steelers game. It, it seemed like we could lock things down all game, but there was always that one or two plays where the defense misses something and there's a 75 yard touchdown somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't knock on wood. I haven't noticed that happen in quite some time, but you never know. This is the playoffs, but um, yeah, speaking of CJ Stroud, I would say, cause I'm unlike you, I, I'm a Penn state fan. Um, that is the one thing from Pennsylvania. I kept with me and that and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, but I do think C.J. Stroud is going to be one the, the exception to the rule because I, I will goof as much as I want, so just bear with me. Yeah. That there's no good Ohio State quarterback right, <laughs> in right. the NFL. But I feel like he's going to be the one, right? Because he has oh, the he tools. Is. He like, already is. He, he's athletic, but he's not a runner. Like, he actually has – like, I watched that um, – I watched the Houston-Indianapolis game that decided who was going home and who was moving on. And yeah. he made some throws, and like, like there's one that long bomb he threw, like probably sixty air yards to Nico Collins. that went for a touchdown on their first play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like, missed it up. He's like, whoa! <laughs> like that's, that's um, what I'm worried about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then there's another one where he's scrambling, and it looked like he was just chucking the ball away, but it was completed. So he, he I have all the faith that he's going to be the exception to the Ohio State rule um, moving forward. Um, but there's too many deficiencies they have. Like the, I, I honestly believe that we were probably the worst matchup for Houston in the first round, just because mm-hmm. the things that they're bad at, we excel at, and the things that they're good at, we're better at. Um, so I, I'm definitely on the camp of we should win, but again, <laughs> I don't want to sound like you know Juju Smith-Schuster, but sometimes the Browns are the Browns. <laughs> we do stupid shit. Like, uh, if we were to lose... I, I will say this, and I told this to Mrs. Eppy, and I was like, it, it applies to at any point in this playoff, yeah. this year's playoffs, whether it's today, next week, or whatever. If we lose, then I just want it to simply be we gave it our best shot and we lost. I don't want this loss to have a moniker. I don't want it to have a nickname. I, I'm done with Red Rock yeah. 88s. I'm done with the drives. I'm done with the fumbles. <laughs> just like, hey, we did our best, and it just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean – we should win this one, but you know we know what we know what can happen, mm-hmm. and um, it's been a hell of a year. No matter what, we've had a good. No matter run. if we move on next week or not, like it's it's been an incredible year, considering we're on our fourth quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like five or six tackles deep right now. Uh, I mean, we got practice practice squad guys playing, yeah. starting playing regularly. Um, you know, we're not the Bengals making excuses that our quarterback got injured. Yes. And that's nice the only day. reason we're not in. 
we are on our fourth quarterback right. and we are in right. convincingly. <laughs> so suck it, Bengals fans. And let's be um, honest, Jake Browning wasn't terrible. Browning was no. not terrible. Like he he kept he single handedly kept them alive. Like yeah yeah um, yeah no that's. <laughs> That's been the funny thing about the internet. <laughs> They're all making excuses like, uh, hello, we like pulled Joe Flacco off his couch four weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and... 38-year-old guy who was probably considering retiring. Yeah, <laughs> and he literally was. He's like, well, maybe this is it. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, fucking... So, I, yeah, like I said, like I'm, I'm good with whatever happens. Will I be disappointed if we lose? Yes. But will I be angry? No. No. I won't. I mean, it depends on how it happens, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll see if, if, if the refs it. blow us, you know, like, mm. <laughs> they're not blow us. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it helps. No, if they screw us, though, like, then I'll be mad. But, mm. yeah. Otherwise, what are you going to do, mm. you know? And the one thing I think about playoff football is they tend to let them play a little bit more, so there should be just more. A lot of things that they might normally call that we're going to sit there and like do the whole flag thing for. Uh, I'm really bad at that um, on passing plays. I tend to be that guy like, no, throw it, because like, I've seen some <laughs> bullshit calls before, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, of course, they're never going to call a hold against Miles Garrett. But, um, no, they won't. <laughs> oh, I had a train of – man, I – I hate getting old. Uh, <laughs> I had a train of thought. And I'm like, it is getting me. I had another question. Um, uh, oh, Mike Kelly. Speaking of people getting called up, um, I guess Pierre Strong is a no-go. Um, they called up okay. Kelly Jr. from the practice squad, um, who has been – well, when he's played in the preseason, he's looked good. But I'm You asking, said Mike Kelly, and that got me scared. Is it Mike Kelly? It's John Kelly. John Kelly. John okay, Kelly. John Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Mike uh, Kelly is our uh, he's your congressman. <laughs> well, maybe he's better at football than he is at representing you. Uh, I mean, he's I mean, that's a very low terrible bar. at that, yeah. so <laughs> that's I, a very low he bar. can't be any worse at anything else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like John Kelly. I I think he's a very physical runner. Yeah, he's more of a bruiser, which we kind of don't have. Yeah. I mean, the, I've seen that dude run people over, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll get a shot to do it today. We'll see. I hope so, but I, I also, like, I... I Kind of not important necessarily to this game, but I do feel like Pierre Strong should get more touches. I agree. Just because he is, he has shown to be pretty quick. I feel like he's like see hole, hit hole, go 100 yeah. miles an hour, um, which is not something either Ford or Hunt does. Because I feel like Hunt at this point is strictly, we need two yards, go kill yourself and get it. Um, and he'll do it. And he'll do it happily because he's a Cleveland guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, I I do worry a little bit about Ford. Like he's he's just hit or miss. Um, he is, and, and we we need that hit today. Like we need a hundred yards. Because here's the thing: like our rushing arms can be the most important thing in this game. Not necessarily. We're playing indoors. We don't have weather to deal with. But if we were to move on, it's going to be outside. Yeah, we need to establish is, some sort of ability to run the ball because we're going to have to at some point because Mother Nature is going to say you can't throw. Yeah, and we have a 38-year-old quarterback who should probably not be throwing 48 times a game. No, no, so, not at all. <laughs> yeah, so I would be very happy to see our running game kick off a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, 
And one stat I saw about Ford, um, again, because I, I do frequent dogs by nature, um, and there's people who pull stats that I've never heard of. Um, basically, the thing, and it's going to sound bad on the surface, but there, there, there's definitely potential for it to be worse. But as far as Ford's running, is basically the statistics, the statistics shows he gets the yards you block for him. Which you think, well, duh, that's your job. But there's people, I mean, think of like a Trent Richardson where we would, when he, when we were all hopeful he was going to be like our savior and like you would see those like sky cam shots where there's this massive Grand Canyon sized running lane and he's running right into someone's back. He runs um, right into the center. So, <laughs> so just getting the yards that are blocked for you is actually more impressive than it sounds, but. Again, yeah. we've been spoiled by Nick Chubb all these years, where he he makes magic happen. Um, but this, I mean, if Ford's ever going to get a hundred plus yards, to, and today's the day. Yeah. Even if it's not all on the ground, maybe if I don't, I don't think we are a great team at screen passes, but no, it, it would be nice if we could be. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, it would be really nice. I I I want I want to see a flawless play or called game mm-hmm. by Stefanski. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to see a very well, very like a, a, just a good game mm-hmm. from him. Like I want to see a good game plan. Um, I don't want to see these cutesy little shit plays that are going to mm-hmm. blow the team up a little bit. Like don't get cute. Play the game. He doesn't have drive to. it down their throats. I mean, don't do these like, I don't, I don't want to see that tight end screen 80 times. That no, doesn't work. Or double reverse. I, yeah. <laughs> I like, he's been, he's been impressing me lately mm-hmm. in the last like half of the season. Um, I want that to continue. <laughs> because, oh, absolutely. I, yeah. and I hope he spent his week just looking at his last game plan against mm-hmm. the Texans. And he's going to take the time to come up with some very reasonable counter punches that D'Amico Ryan's might pull at him. But like you said, there's no need to get cute um, because we straight up dominated them last time and mm-hmm. they haven't changed. And it's not like they somehow found Darrell Revis in his prime and Deion right. Sanders in the prime and signed them to their team this week. Like, yeah, they are who they are. Just like a, we are who we are. You know, we don't need a double tight end around. <clears throat> no, like, no, don't need it. I, you know, for safety's sake, the other thing I don't want to see is a third and one and Harrison Bryant. Behind center, pitching it to Cream Hunt. Yeah, no. If he's gonna be behind center, just take it and go. Yeah, but we don't need to. Or we... just line up Kareem. Yeah. Like don't don't no. <laughs> when that happened, I I know it worked out, right. but <laughs> I was shitting myself. There are times where yeah, the, it seems like once again there's something that happens that just seems overly complicated, and yeah. like why. <laughs> Just why? (laughs) Uh, Another key is limiting turnovers. Um, Yeah. Last time we played, I think Flacco threw two interceptions, although I wouldn't hold one of them against him. Uh, The second interception came on the last play of the first half. We were realistically in field goal uh, territory, but Hopkins was already out at that point. I think we're in 30-ish yard line, and it was the last play we probably had at least 11, 12 bodies in that end zone. He threw an interception. It was, I mean, yeah. the odds of completing that pass were 
next to zero anyway. So I wouldn't hold out against him. He's, and the other thing, let's give Stroud credit for this. Um, only five interceptions on the year. Um, that's amazing. Like That is impressive. So yeah. we can't count on him throwing us interceptions today. So we have to win that turnover battle because uh, another thing that I caught this week while listening to Cleveland Browns Daily was we only won the turnover battle three times this year. Only three oh. games where we won the turnover battle. Three games where we tied. Um, that leads to 11, 11 games where we lost the turnover battle. Um, so now is the time. Um, I'm definitely hoping for that elite playoff Joe Flacco to show up. Yeah. The one that earned his contract that we all laughed about for a few years. Like, oh, my God, can you believe the Ravens gave him that? Uh, elite. He's elite. <laughs> um, but the... I mean, I'm going to ask you first before I give out my opinion. Um, <clears throat> what gives you the most hope in a successful day today and maybe possibly a successful next week as well? Our defense. Defense? Okay. Straight up. Uh, our defense has been locking people down all year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we win the turnover battle today. I am going to... I'm going to say Miles Garrett gets a strip sack. Nice. And I'm going to, oh, is it, is it going to be Greg Newsom or JOK scoring a defensive touchdown? I'm going with one of those two guys. And it's going to happen today. I think Joe, I think JOK is due. Like, obviously, I would not be upset at either of them. Um, JOK has the experience of getting, no, sorry. Newsom has the experience getting to the end zone. Um, JOK does too. Has he got a touchdown? I believe. I believe he's gotten one. I, I think he got one. I feel season. like he's faster, so I feel like he would just have the better chance. Um, but yeah. I like that. I like Garrett, like, you know, proving to people why he's double and triple teamed when yeah. the whole country is actually watching. Um, as you looked that up, I'll, I'll give my reason. Like, defense was part of it, but on the bigger scale, because um, when we were sitting, well, you and I weren't sitting here, but. Four years ago, when we're entering our first playoff game in 18 years, uh, it was to me. I felt like everything was house money. We just kind of broke the curse. There was feelings of whatever happens this year, we're going to build off of it and just continue to get better, which did not happen, unfortunately. But right, um, to take what you said and just kind of blow it up a little bit, I have optimism on both sides, and I will take the moment to just kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it defensively our coordinator jim schwartz mm-hmm. um was a defensive coordinator for a super bowl winning team just a few years ago he was on the eagle staff that beat the patriots um so he knows what it takes um and while he's not the most gifted safety in the world <clears throat> juan thornhill has hoisted the lombardi trophy as well last year he did actually um, so I feel yeah. like their leadership on knowing the proper mentality, the proper preparation is going to have our defense, I think, the most locked in and energized they've ever been. Um, I have I have offensive um, optimism as well. Um, <clears throat> I, I think Joe Flacco's experience is really going to do a good job keeping our offense focused on um, the job at hand, 
and just being cool, calm, and confident. Like, I, I want my defense to be rowdy and pumped up. I want my offense to just be calm. And I feel so like cool. we have the right leaders in this one year on both sides. Because, like, I, I saw a Deshaun Watson quote earlier this week. Because, um, obviously, someone had asked him about it because he used to play for the Texans. He's played in the playoffs. And his quote, maybe it comes from the perspective of I'm not playing in the game. So maybe he doesn't have to like provide that kind of quote, but his quote was all about, "Hey, the atmosphere is bigger, badder, louder." This, you know. And Joe Flacco's quote this week was, "We only have one game to play for. We're only promised one game. We're gonna basically obsessively hammer home executing the fundamentals uh-huh. to the best of our abilities." And I'm like, "That is the guy I want quarterbacking our team." In the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. He's going to focus on the fundamentals, executing every little detail to the best of their ability. And I don't know. I mean, there's He's, a chance for that man to earn his gold jacket this postseason. There is. And I hope he does. Is. I hope he does. Get a statue outside of our stadium, too. Right? Who wouldn't love taking photos in front of the Joe Flacco statue at first? Man. Or at Cleveland Brown Stadium before a game? You know? Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Like I'm all for that. I will come out more than once next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's my confidence in this team is I, I just feel like we have the right leadership at the right spots to just do this thing. And I, mm. I know our guys on offense honestly would probably run through a brick wall for Joe Flacco. Um, and the other thing, too, I've noticed this year is I think the team is all about the whole team. Because um, I've always kind of felt like the offense was all about the offense, the defense was all about the defense. But some of the things that caught my eye this year that really made me think differently is like, uh, remember the second Baltimore game when Hopkins missed that extra point to tie it? Before he got off the field, you know who was waiting for him before he got off the field? Anthony Walker Jr. And Anthony Walker Jr. started yep. saying, hey, you know what? We're going to get you the ball back. We're going to give you a chance to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the defense is the first people greeting our kicker when he messes up. Um, I think about when uh, that's the very next week when Dorian Thompson-Robson has to beat the Steelers, and he leads that game-winning drive. And there's that shot of him obviously having an emotional moment where he's, like, kind of bent down, like, you know, uh, crying. It's a defensive guy that's standing there, like saying, "Hey, you know what? You do you. You enjoy, you know, like you let enjoy it the moment, man. Yeah, let it out. But you, like, you fucking earn this. Like, this is your moment. You take it. And I feel like our team has been one hundred percent about the team. Yeah. And I think that's the only thing you can ask for. Going, to, there's some teams I would be less than confident. Like if I was fans of either, say, the Eagles right now mm-hmm. or the Dolphins. Um, there are some teams I, I would be less I'd be more hesitant to be confident in because they're kind of on the wrong trajectory. But I feel like we have the right players at the right places, and that's not to say I'm it's not to say that I'm saying that we're going to go all the way. But I think we, we have the magic to make it happen if if everything aligns the way it's supposed to. It could happen. Hey, man, I made a bet at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. that it would be a Browns Cowboys Super Bowl. If that happens, I turn five bucks into six hundred. No shit. So, so uh, let's make that happen. <laughs> go Browns, go Cowboys. That'd be great because uh, that is one team that 
I will say this. If I were to jump to Shark on the NFC side, because I feel like we can. We're AFC fans. We're not going to touch that. Yeah. I truly believe the NFC Championship probably will be Dallas-San Francisco. Um, yeah. On the strength of the fact, I think Dallas did end up with a two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, they got two home games. They they do not lose their, their home. They're their only team with a better home record than us. Yeah. Um, I think it would be Dallas-San Francisco. And the second time around, you never know. But Yeah. Um, but at the same time today, like, or tomorrow, like, I feel like Dallas has the best shot of being upset. That is true. Packers. Like I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. So like, ah, it's a big upset, <laughs> but yeah, I could see them folding because right. they do that in the playoffs. The pressure is too high. Absolutely. I mean, uh, but no, CD lamb will probably have like 200 yards and, <laughs> what a stud that guy is! Absolutely, he's, he's a monster. <laughs> but hey, they're gonna lose Dan Quinn this offseason. I'm confident about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that guy's got to go to go get himself a job, and then the rest of the fr- franchises who need coaches say, "We met the limit for old defensive coordinator hires. Leave Jim yeah. Schwartz alone. We don't want Jim Schwartz." No, nobody wants Jim Schwartz. They no should one should. Not. No one should. He can yeah. only leave us uh, if he gets the Super Bowl, and then I, I could probably not care for about ten years. But yeah, where do you think Bill Belichick goes? <laughs> you know, that is tough. Like I, I've, like looking at where the vacancies are, the best opportunity to take over something that is somewhat in place but has been mismanaged would be the Chargers. Okay, I feel like they have the talent; they just didn't have leadership. Um, but he's not going to be any better off if he ends up in Carolina or Washington. No, God, no. He, I don't Atlanta. think he would take one of those. Yeah. I, I think um, for him, it's either sit the heck out for a year or take, be lobbying. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in L.A., honestly? Right. Well, <laughs> here's here's my take. If the Cowboys lose tomorrow, he's going to be a Cowboy. Oh, I have a hot, uh, I have a hotter take than that. Hot. Give me the, give me the heat. <laughs> I feel as if if Tampa Bay beats the Eagles, mm-hmm. Sirianni is getting fired. Ooh. I feel like, honestly, if you look at how things have gone, I think he has lost the team. Um, the one thing that they've been good at is one thing that's going to be banned next year, and that's the brotherly shove. We'll, we'll call it that here. Uh, <laughs> I think brotherly shove sounds better than tush push. Um, they, they all sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing that they were good at is something that's going to get banned next year anyways so i if sirianni in philadelphia gets canned i'm gonna bet bill belichick ends up there i could see that too yeah ah we'll see what happens but i could see jerry jones swooping in yeah one thing but would he would he take bill belichick over just promoting dan quinn you think yes yes okay yeah he's he's that kind of guy um, It'd be stupid, in my opinion, to be honest. With it you. would be stupid, be stupid, but yeah, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, I just love the fact that Ravens fans and other fans of the NFL that are not Browns fans are so dumb and are so like misinformed about the Browns' move mm-hmm. to Baltimore that they say, "Oh, the Browns! How could how could one team be so dumb and fire Bill Belichick?" And uh, Nick Saban. Mm. <laughs> it's like, all right. First of all, they weren't the Browns anymore when that stuff happened. 
So <laughs> right, they were out of the... Let me tell yeah. you, like, yeah, like, and it's such tricky because any other time, because like we just saw like this on this feud between the Titans and the Texans, where the Titans had the nerve to wear their Houston Oilers throwbacks. In the I game know, game. dude. Um, because we did because Cleveland, I say we, <laughs> Cleveland did the one thing no one else did. They fucking sued the NFL. They sued to retain the rights of the colors, the the records, everything. So that is why it's different for us and everyone else's. Like, Cleveland yeah. got litigious. Um, Anytime the Ravens wear a throwback uniform, they should just fucking wear a Browns uniform. Fuck. <laughs> and they should do it against us. Wouldn't it be great? The, yeah, yeah. The whites versus the oranges or something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hesitate to say whites versus browns. Um, uh, um. But what a tumultuous time, though. Like, you brought something up that kind of passed through my mind. <laughs> Since you brought it up, it fits organically now. What a very tumultuous time that year was. Because oh. I was in eighth grade uh, when all that was going on, when the rumor started that, hey, the Browns might not stay. Um, at the same time, like, it was becoming painfully obvious my family was moving. We just didn't yeah. kind of... So I was actually... My parents were actually out here in California. Like, the company that my dad worked for in Pennsylvania and here um, flew them out for the week to kind of see, well, hey, could you live in this area? And, like, would you move here? And they ultimately decided yes. So I I was staying at my best friend's Bernie's house for the week as my parents were out here in California. Um, In fact, where my dad worked is maybe 10 minutes from my house now. Um... I was staying at his house and I remember like getting up for school and getting ready. And I think we had time to put on ESPN before we left for school for the day. And that's when the news dropped that the Browns were moving to Baltimore. So it just seemed, it's just a very odd time in my life where like my life was in personal turmoil. Cause I mean, eighth grade, you're talking about 13 and 14 year olds. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, so just... I was like, I'm moving. The Browns were moving. Like, at the same time, I'm going through, like, my first, like, real relationship and, like, breakups. Yeah. And, like, man, like, when I think back to that time, I just get filled with all these odd emotions of, like, everything just, like, falling apart. Yeah. Um, so, what a great circle it would be if there's a chance to end up playing them again. Um, beating them. Oh, beating them to submission. It'd be so great. But that's a different discussion. Uh, we're not going to go there yet. We're not yeah. going there today. Uh, um, one game at a time, man. One game at a time. Um, but yeah, the other thing that gave me confidence this week too, um, I'm on TikTok a lot. Um, I feel like it was kind of fairly evenly split between people because everyone is on TikTok saying, hey, here's my bracket. This is what I think. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I agree with everyone who says the Browns are going to win. <laughs> I'm a Browns fan. Yeah. yeah. But I think most of us objectively agree that the Browns are the better team. That's not yes. to say the better team always wins, but we are the better team. I felt like those who were picking the Texans fell into one or two categories. The first category is I think they have overinflated how good C.J. Stroud is or how he good, how good he is within the current team. Um, yeah. I, I feel like if you listen to some people talk, you would, you would swear that Joe Montana in his prime is quarterbacking the Texans. <laughs> yeah. um, he is very good. Like We've covered some of the basics of what makes him good. Smart, decisive, strong arm, athletic. We get it. Um, so I think people, 
half of it is they've overinflated how good he is. Um, they obviously don't know what his numbers are versus man coverage. Because um, uh, against the zone, he was top five quarterback in the NFL. Amazing, especially as a rookie. Um, against man coverage, he's like bottom five. <laughs> he was terrible yeah. against man coverage. And guess what we do 40% of the time, man coverage. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other camp, I felt like we're just picking the Texans to pick them to be able to say, I told you so, when it happens. Um, yeah, yeah. Adam Rank. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think there was anyone out there with a good s- statistical or analytical reason to say the Texans are going to win this game. So. No. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic again because the Browns will be the Browns. Will always play in the back of my mind that something bad's about to happen. Um, I am optimistically cautious. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, so I I feel like I've ran through the tank of some of the major key talking points that have just kept me up late at night all week. Uh, do you have anything yeah. on your end? Do you anything you want to get out throw it out into the universe before we? prepare for kickoff no no i i think i'm gonna have a nervous puke and then <laughs> i'm more of a nervous shitter myself but to each other. i might i might do both at the same time i <laughs> but we'll see what happens uh i i'm just gonna enjoy the game today man enjoy the ride Hopefully. for what it is absolutely enjoy the um I will throw this out to our listeners. You know, hopefully uh, people pick up on this and want to join along the ride. I know for a fact, uh, I don't think I'm overcommitting us, Ryan. If there is a game next week, we will be back on to do another one of these. Oh, yeah. And I, I will leave yeah. it open. If there is a win today and there's a need and there's ability, I'd be more an opening, more open to getting up on here in the next 24 hours just to do a reactionary, celebratory, quick podcast. So I'll yeah, leave that up to you. Absolutely. Well. Awesome. So, and if we completely shit the bed, we should also get on here and talk about how we shit the bed. So, <laughs> I, th- I thought about that this morning too. I was like, you know, I could probably do it if as long, if we can at least make it to the division round. I think I can do that. Um, yeah. But if you're open to it, I think I could sum up sum up summon up the courage to do it for this week if it were. To happen, but. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but that I mean, I think good. the commitment is there to keep going, uh, so we can all enjoy this ride together and give everyone a yeah. comfortable place to just listen to people talk who probably feel the same way as you do. So. Um, with that said, I uh, hope everyone has a good game day, and here we go, Brownies. Let's go! Go Browns!